can watch CGTN Radio's new podcast focusing on the impacts of climate change. We have conversations with people on the front line of this critical issue. Subscribe to Climate Watch on all major podcast platforms and join us in taking action to save the planet we call home. Ideas matter. Ideas matter. This is dialogue. Hello and welcome to Dialogue. It's been more than one week since Japan started releasing Fukushima nuclear contaminated water into the Pacific Ocean. It's the first of a four-round discharge as part of the plan to dump more than 1.3 million tons of nuclear contaminated water into the sea for over a period of 30 years. Though Japan insists the water is safe, the move has triggered strong responses, including protests to ban Japanese seafood imports. How can we evaluate the short and long-term effects of nuclear contaminants? What could be the risks to nearby countries? And are the requests for compensation justified? To discuss these issues, I'm joined by David Morris, Senior Fellow at Beijing Foreign Studies University, Mario Cavallo, Senior Fellow at the Center for China and Globalization, and Anna Tangen, Independent Current Affairs Commentator. Welcome to Dialogue. Uh, so Mario, I will start with you. You know, Japan and the Japanese government basically insists the nuclear contaminated water is safe, despite the fact that the water is uh, known to have more than 60 radioactive elements, especially an element called tritium, uh, which can't be removed because there's no such technology to do it. Uh, so I want to have your opinion on that. You know, is there any potential risk or danger? You know, should people be concerned with the release of the water? Thank you, Qinduo. Great to be back. And uh, I right away want to ask, this began for me about two weeks ago online when I did a video about this topic, and uh, which got a lot more attention than I thought it would. And why? Because I asked the question which said, well, if you're concerned that the uh, water may leak and that's why you're releasing it, then the water's not safe. Okay, and we, we don't have enough assurance from the IAEA that the water is safe enough. We do have some assurances, but by no means is it a complete situation. And the fact of the matter is that if this was China, the United States would be leading a, a war of sanctions and blocks and bans and complaints that would be mainstream headlines all over the world, but it's not doing that. So there's a lot of controversy, there's a lot of information that we still don't know, and worst of all, which I'll talk about later, we have a very nasty track record with TEPCO going back uh, years of negligence and corruption, even from before the disaster, that they admitted to and in July 2022, just last year, they, four of their executives were uh, convicted of uh, corruption and negligence and fined $95 billion, not $9 billion, $95 billion. So something is very wrong. Does the world have the right to be concerned? Yes, and I'm glad that China is leading the charge on that. Mm -hmm. uh, David, do you know, of course, uh, uh, Mario mentioned uh, the report by IAEA, the International Atomic Energy Agency, uh, which basically gave a uh, green light to the Japanese discharge of the uh, contaminated water. Uh, but at the same time, we do see uh, there are you know, multiple doubts, let's say, about the report. Uh, for example, the National Association of Marine Laboratories uh, a U.S. organization of more than 100 member laboratories 
they criticized the data provided by Japan uh, as uh, you know, insufficient and incorrect uh, with the flaws in sampling protocol, uh, protocols, you know, statistical design, sample analysis, and assumptions. Uh, so, you know, given, I mean, if you are asked to, you know, to make a choice, you know, either you believe the government or believe the scientists, what's your choice? I think there are very serious concerns here amongst the fishing industry and amongst uh, some scientists and, and communities that are all around uh, the region. Concerns about the safety of uh, this wastewater being discharged into the Pacific Ocean and those concerns need to be taken very seriously. Uh, the Japanese government had given an assurance that it would consult with all of the stakeholders and the regional governments and, and that hasn't happened to the extent that we don't have agreement uh, in the region, we don't have agreement of key stakeholders, in particular I think the fishing industry which relies upon consumers feeling safe with the products that come from the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we'll touch upon that uh, too uh, later on. Uh, let's focus, uh, uh, continue to focus on this, uh, you know, this, uh, this data issue or the doubts raised in the science uh, field. Uh, for example, um, uh, Timothy uh, Mosso, a biologist and a professor at the University of South Carolina, uh, you know, uh, he talked about the studies of uh, mice and rats uh, you know, such studies suggest that, you know, ingesting tritium uh, could lead to cancer or fertility problems. Uh, but whether that would happen in humans isn't clear because the radioactive isotope uh, hasn't been studied enough. Uh, so, Anna, can we say uh, there probably is a tremendous unknown, you know, despite the Japanese uh, clarification or insistence that the diluted water would meet health standards? Well, that, that's the problem. Uh, what the Japanese are asserting is because we don't know, it doesn't matter. But that's not true. Uh, you know, remember, this wastewater is not the same as wastewater that's um, uh, routinely expelled uh, <clears throat> from other nuclear plants. This water has been directly uh, uh, affected by the core. It washed over the core. So it absorbed all sorts of nasty things. Uh, and those isotopes have not also not been studied. So what Japan is saying is, is, well, in the absence of any evidence of harm, although we know that radioactive material will, in fact, kill you, uh, we, we, we know that for certain, uh, they're saying, well, unless you have some proof, uh, we're just going to release this. And I, I think my colleague's point that if this was so safe, why are you worried about, uh, you know, a, a spillover effect from these tanks? Now, going to the statistics, uh, what they, this, uh, the scientists have been looking at is that the sampling rate is only 3%. That means that the TEPCO has only tested 3% of the water all right, in those tanks. And from that, they've extrapolated exactly what they want. But they have been less than truthful all the way along, as uh, my first colleague uh, attested to. So the idea that uh, they're going to tell the truth now when there's billions of dollars on the line uh, it's not credible. The fact that the government has been playing along with them, I don't care about this uh, fine, uh, you know, intergovernmental reports from the Japanese government have revealed that they uh, were out to lunch, that they did not uh, make decisions timely, that they have, should never have approved this site in the first place. 
uh, for a nuclear plant. So these mistakes have built up in order to cover them up. Uh, they just decided to, you know, we'll see what happens. But they're using everybody else as a guinea pig. And, you know, when you saw the farce that happened in Washington, D.C., when uh, South Korea, Japan, and uh, the U.S. got together, uh, they didn't even talk about this issue, although it was a burning issue in all three places as well as many other places. They just wanted to talk about a PR move uh, to make themselves look good, given the fact that uh, they're very unpopular. Joe Biden is under 40 percent. He's at 36 percent approval rating. Uh, you know, the Japanese prime minister's uh, cabinet is at 26.5% approval, and Yoon is at about uh, 32, 34%. So, you know, you're, you're seeing once again politics taking precedence over science. Mm -hmm. Politics. So we will also uh, talk a little bit about politics later on. Uh, back to uh, Mario. Uh, we know this uh, Fukushima Daiichi plant was destroyed in, in 2011 you know, with a massive uh, earthquake, of course, and then tsunami waves uh, that caused these meltdowns of the three of its nuclear reactors. Uh, so talk, please talk more about uh, you know, what you mentioned about the, 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 the company that runs these uh, uh, nuclear reactors. Uh, you know, it seems their record is not that, uh, let's say, strong. That's absolutely right, Chin Duo. You know, I, I'm not a nuclear physicist. I'm not a nuclear expert, but I'm capable of, of acting like a curious and concerned citizen. And if you just type into any of the world search engines, uh, within 20 minutes, I, I found myself reading four articles. These were not sensationalized articles. Uh, that they, they were just describing the problems that have been happening with TEPCO for years, going back before 2011. The main one, of course, being that they only had an 18-foot high seawall. They were already aware that they needed a higher seawall. And what did they do? Along with many other uh, uh, mechanisms and operations, uh, safety operations in the plant that they knew were not up to par, up to snuff. They knew it. They kept hiding it. They kept avoiding spending the money. On the wall is, of course, the most important one. And look what happened. So going forward, we have no reason to have confidence uh, look at the size of the fine that they got, $95 billion. You know, I just read yesterday in a Korean newspaper article that talked about how they're touting this dilution. We've, we've treated the water, and the treated water isn't still ready, isn't still safe enough to be released. So we're going to dilute it first. And then, and then release it into the ocean. This is ridiculous. You could dilute any poison down to a level where it's below a particulate standard in terms of parts per million, but it's still poison. If I say I'm going to pour a cup of gasoline in your swimming pool, you'd say, well, no, you can't do that. And I said, well, no, 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 I'm going to dilute it first. I'll pour the cup of gasoline in a 50-gallon drum and fill that with water. So now I've diluted the gas, and now I'll pour it into your pool. Is that any better? No, it, no it's not. Yeah, there's also an uh, effect of uh, accumulation. Uh, so, David, of course, you know, according to a report uh, from the Japanese side, you know, previously, uh, there were actually five disposal uh, options, you know, discharge into the sea, underground burial, uh, geosphere injection, uh, vapor release, and hydrogen release. 
And the last one, you know, diluting the nuclear contaminated water and discharging it, uh, that's the Japanese choice. Uh, so are there, you know, other options, you know, we talked about available or are they, you know, worse choice uh, rather than diluting and discharging into the ocean? There are always other options and certainly as you've just outlined in this case other options have been identified. We also have plenty of time here. I mean we are talking about the discharge of uh, this radioactively contaminated water into the Pacific Ocean for three decades at least. There's time for us to pause and to take a precautionary approach and to look at alternative options. It would cause no problem at all to take some further time and some further consultation and find the best solution. There certainly are other alternatives than dumping in the Pacific Ocean, which has always been the choice that nuclear powers have taken. Uh, we've had the example in the past of nuclear weapons testing in the Pacific and the dangers and the radioactive contamination that that's caused. We should not be rushing to use the Pacific Ocean as the dumping ground for radioactive waste, no matter how it's diluted. Uh, we should be looking for alternatives and we have plenty of time because this is going to be, unfortunately, a long period of time to dispose of this wastewater that has been used to cool uh, the affected reactors. Mm -hmm. uh, well, yes, you know, rush or no rush, uh, uh, honor. Uh, Professor Robert Richmond is uh, part of a panel of experts uh, advising the Pacific Islands Forum on Japan's plan. He stressed that the rush to discharge the water suggests Japan is choosing the cheapest, most politically expedient method to get rid of the nuclear waste rather than doing what's best for its neighbors and the ocean, we, of course, which is already stressed uh, from uh, in the effects of climate change, plastic pollution, and ocean acidification. Uh, so, you know, uh, the consideration by the Japanese government, uh, it seems like safety is not their first uh, or priority concern. Uh, probably other concerns, like uh, financial concerns or politics even here. Well, it's pure politics, Chindua. Yeah, yes, uh, finance is part of it. The, the finance re, uh, kind of reinforces the politics. If they start spending more money on this after numerous uh, cost overruns, people will say, well, what were you doing in the first place? Well, you know, they, they, there's an air of incompetence. Um, and obviously with TEPCO uh, admitting that they have lied continuously uh, and the fact that the government has been complicit in that, uh, people just want it to go away, but it isn't. You know, this is, this is not just hurting uh, uh, Japan's neighbors, it's hurting Japan itself. You know, seafood is a staple of the Japanese diet. Who wants to buy seafood now? Uh, going to be very few takers. And all the product that Japanese fisheries were uh, selling to other places, forget it. You know, think of all the sushi restaurants that, you know, used to boast that they got their, uh, their materials directly from Japan, flown in. Well, if you said that now, people wouldn't come. So this is going to be multi-billions of dollars that are going to be lost to the economy. And these fishermen are going to be sacrificed, and there's no good reason. There was also another alternative, uh, which was to basically concentrate uh, the, this, uh, these materials and then put them into concrete where they would be safe uh, from any kind of erosion, spill, etc. They need a tremendous amount of concrete just to deal 
uh, with this uh, nuclear, um, nuclear power plant, uh, Fukushima, uh, two-thirds of it could have been used there. And since it's already contaminated, wouldn't have a uh, made a difference. The rest of it could have been used in roads, things like this, where it would have been completely inert. But they didn't consider this, and they didn't want to. And this is what is really bothersome, is that they have been presented option after option, the five options that you uh, mentioned. A sixth option was to build uh, larger container uh, groups, uh, container um, uh, entities that could hold this. Uh, and they always would say things like, well, there isn't enough land. Well, right now, where the plan stands is they don't even know what they're going to do. Because remember, they still have to get rid of all the, the core itself. They can't just sit there forever. Uh, they've reserved land for that, but they don't even know how to do it. So there is just moving from one bad situation to the next in an effort by each entity that comes into power to just put this away, uh, ignore the science, let's deal with this politically. Mm -hmm. uh, well, of course, you know, there are countries, uh, uh, you know, voicing their concerns about the discharge, uh, Mario, uh, countries like China, like South Korea, they have decided to suspend actually the uh, import of uh, uh, like uh, seafood from Japan uh, from certain Japanese prefectures. Other countries like Russia and Malaysia, uh, I believe is Thailand, and they have announced that they will tighten quality control uh, on seafood import from Japan. Uh, so uh, what, what's your response to these actions or you know, these policies taken by the countries? Uh, do, you, do you think this is fully justified to probably meet the concern of the public? I follow Einar's idea in pointing out that this has, once again, as all the, the, the Western world seems to do, and that is politicize every issue. It's very strange to me how the, the Western United States and even European uh, Union government bodies are silent on this issue. But I want to point it out that on the U.S. side, because everyone is saying, oh, China is, China, they're blaming, instead of acknowledging that they've made it political, they're accusing China of this being political to, to, you know, to bash on Japan's head. And that is not the case. As is the case with the pandemic, for China, it was always a matter of public health. And that's what this is a matter of. It's not about politics at all. And I look at what's happening with Japan and say, you want to tell me you treated the, you're treating the water, the IAEA is trying to tell us not to worry, the water's been treated now, it can be dumped into the water and it's safe. Okay, fine. My, my solution then otherwise is to say, fine, take the next step and desalinate the water and use it yourself. Rather than making the rest of the world worry and wonder for the next century, including United States consumers. Because U.S. government isn't saying a peep. They're not complaining about it like they would be if it was China. But U.S. consumers are. Go back and take a look at seafood, Japanese seafood imports into the United States over the last year, and they have plummeted. So the U.S. government doesn't seem wise about it, but U.S. consumers are. So that's where we're at. Uh, and it's a very, very unfortunate situation. And like I said, making the entire world worry and wonder instead of taking care of it yourself. Mm -hmm. No good and highly irresponsible. Yeah, uh, David. Of course, the Japanese side in their their protest you know, against the Chinese ban of import from Japan, uh, they said that they are going to bring China to the WTO, uh, you know, to file a case against China. And 
And of course, there are other, you know, right. like uh, let's say, uh, short, you know, on the social media, some people are complaining uh, there's a lack of uh, pressure, you know, from governments like China. You know, other countries should join China to apply more pressure on the Japanese side to be more cautious to find alternative ways, safer ways to deal with uh, uh, the nuclear contaminants. What do you make of that? The fact is that Japan could have taken a more precautionary approach and still could take a precautionary approach here. It could, it could take its time to work through with stakeholders and with other regional governments to find a solution to this problem. That would be the, the uh, rational and precautionary approach to take about something that people have so much concern about. Uh, now they've chosen not to at this point and so other regional governments are taking a precautionary approach. They're afraid of, for their consumers uh, about food safety issues and therefore they're taking these steps. Uh, now it reminds me of uh, 20 years ago when I was a senior advisor to the Australian state of Tasmania and Japan asked us to take a precautionary approach towards uh, genetically modified organisms. Japan asked us to ban GMOs in food and we did that uh, in order to satisfy the consumers of Japan that the food products from uh, Tasmania at that time were safe and so we took that precautionary approach. I would urge Japan to take a precautionary approach as it hasn't uh, other governments are doing so and so they are going to need to work through that process at the WTO uh, if there's a period of time uh, that these governments need to satisfy themselves about the safety or not uh, of these emissions then they need to be allowed to take that time and to to satisfy themselves of the next step and the appropriate steps to take so threats about the WTO uh, I think are premature I think uh, governments have the right to take a precautionary approach and to to satisfy themselves in time uh, for their consumers uh, right. I mean, the responsibility of the government um, is about the welfare and safety of their citizens. Uh, Anna, of course, you know, uh, beyond China, South Korea and Southeast Asian countries, uh, uh, I mean, uh, we should focus more, our international media should focus more on the uh, concerns of the Pacific Islands. Uh, for example, you know, we have noticed uh, this strong opposition from such uh, uh, places like a Prime Minister of Solomon Islands, you know, delivered a strong statement against Japan's decision. Foreign Minister of Vanuatu urged Japan to seriously consider other options. In Fiji, hundreds of protesters marched on the capital city uh, to raise their objections. And there is also a talk of uh, competition, you know, competition from the Japanese side. Um, is, is that a likely scenario? Uh, is there any possibility that Japan may provide some composition uh, because we know that in the Pacific Islands uh, helping the victim of uh, let's say environmental health consequences of the Cold War era nuclear testing remember the uh, Americans and also the French uh, doing the nuclear test over there uh, so what's your response to that well absolutely I mean uh, Bikini Island is something that all South uh, Pacific Islanders uh, remember, they know what happened, the displacement of the people, the, the ruining of the environment. These are people who live in, you know, concert with nature. The idea of, you know, disposing your nuclear waste or any other waste in there is basically an affront to them. You're basically just throwing garbage on their front lawn. So, yeah, in terms of compensation, absolutely not. Uh, Japan is not, uh, they're going to provide a little compensation to their fisheries. It's not going to be enough. 
um, uh, in terms of other countries, no. If they were willing to pay more, they would have simply have dealt with the problem differently. So uh, unless there's an international outcry, it's not there. But you know, a few technical things. Alps. Uh, this is the system that they chose. Why? Because it could be administered by a Japanese uh, company. It was never and has never been approved uh, by the IAEA. What they said, and, and I'm a, as a lawyer, I can tell you, uh, the IAEA has been hedging. They keep saying that they're doing things consistent with things based on the information we're getting. Well, the information they're getting is only what TEPCO is giving them. And as I said before, that is tainted information. It's incomplete. As my mm -hmm. colleague pointed out, they're not uh, adhering to uh, statistical, statistical standards in terms of sampling of the water. So we have no idea what's in this water. And this, this thing about them running around eating a, a fish today, it's not like the fish are sitting uh, there drinking the contaminated water as they go through. I mean, as it, it's coming out. This is going to take years in the making. And, the, the, you know, the next, uh, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50, maybe more years, are we, then we'll know exactly how bad this is. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just uh, but, irresponsible at this point. But uh, speak of the, the composition or lack of it, uh, I know, you know, there's a... Uh, interesting, let's say, episode over there, you know, op opposition to the plan was uh, initially strong in many South Pacific countries, but after Japanese officials carried out a multi-billion dollar, multi-million dollar, rather, uh, advertising campaign to sway public opinions, including meeting with the South Pacific leaders, and several of them uh, reversed the opinions and expressed support to the Japanese uh, uh, way of handling the wastes, uh, nuclear wastes. Uh, what do you make of it? You know, no competition, but there are uh, money for... No, no. Well, this, this is not the people who are saying this. These are the, uh, the, the leaders in the capitals who were, uh, you know, I'm sure there were promises that were made to say, oh, we'll take care of you, you know, don't worry about it. And they prov uh, provided a one-sided story. Who was there to present the other side? Where was the IAEA? I'm sure that they weren't down there assuring the Pacific Islanders that everything was just fine. I mean, this, this is the problem. I mean, America uh, engages in what we call gaslighting. That means they try to convince you that you're in the wrong when, in fact, they're in the wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the U.S. knows full well that this isn't, um, this isn't true. But what they do is instead of accepting the blame, they blame China. And this is true, not on this issue, but innumerable issues. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Mario, Japan's uh, doing the same thing. Yeah, Mario, what do you uh, make of uh, you know the uh, the request for compensation for South Pacific nations? The request for compensation would be equivalent to them admitting guilt. So that's that's what I was thinking. So they'll never do it. It's it's like why they they never apologize for the Nanjing massacre, right? You know. Uh, they're not going to do that. that. That's my view. And the fact that it's even being discussed would w indicates their guilt, and so they can't possibly go along with that. I mean, th that's it. Th that's my immediate reaction to that. They can't admit it. They, mm. It would be an admission of guilt. Well, on that note, we come to the end of today's show. Many thanks to our guests. You can also find us on the CGTN app or on YouTube. I'm Xu Qindo. Thanks for being with us. See you next time. <laughs>